This is the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you the inside track on Liverpool FC's next opponents. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel with me, Patrick Smith. Well, following the Reds' incredible run of form that Cena saw four goals in each of the last three Premier League games, I'm sure we're expecting nothing less against Wolves at Molyneux on Saturday. Well, someone who might disagree with me and have something to say is Wolves reporter for Birmingham Live, Alex Dickin. Alex, thank you very much for joining me. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Patrick. And yeah, I don't think it'll be another four goals that will pull on there on Saturday. <laughs> Maybe that is wishful thinking, the way Mo Salah's playing. <laughs> well, Alex, welcome to the podcast. I'm sure you'll give us a very good insight into what we can expect from Wolves on Saturday. But is this a game you're looking forward to or are you apprehensive with our recent form? A little bit apprehensive, but you know, Wolves have always done okay. They've always been in the games against Liverpool, apart from that, obviously, that 4 0 last season, which came just on the back of that Raul Jimenez injury. And Wolves went into a real bad run of form at that time. But um, apart from that game, Wolves have always been in the games against Liverpool. Probably should have beaten them at Anfield a couple of years back when the VAR controversy happened. Um, and I think in one of the final games before the uh, before the shutdown in 2020, the two teams played and Wolves uh, were really unlucky, in my opinion, to lose 2-1 at Molyneux. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I think Wolves have got players that can hurt Liverpool. Um, but, you know, the form Liverpool have been in recently and I think they probably are on their day when everything goes well, the best team in the league. Uh, certainly the most entertaining to watch. But, yeah, um, there are three really, really class teams up there. So I don't know who's going to win the league. But Liverpool, if they have can find the consistency, has got as good a chance as anyone. But moving back to Wolves, Dino, um, you're going pretty well this season, up in sixth place. Have you quietly gone about the business or are you surprised with the impact that Bruno Large has made already? Um, a little bit a little bit surprising how quickly they've transformed the star from Nuno to Bruno. Um, very different. I think we'll come on to that shortly. But um, in terms of the form, they started, you know, the first three games they played really well, just got no points. Um, and it became a little bit more pragmatic. Bruno was started changing things after the defeat to Brentford, which made it four defeats in the first five. Um, and they've lost one of those nine games since uh, and obviously won five as well. So their form's been really good. They're one of the form teams uh, in the country over the last two months. So um, it's going really well. And the the only downside is that Wolves didn't really strengthen in the summer transfer window. I think a lot of their fans um, and Bruno himself, Bruno wanted two or three more additions in the final few days of the window and they didn't get them. Um, and they missed out, end up missing out on Renato Sanchez. They went after Sven Botman at Lille and a few other players, mainly in the French league. Um, but they, that's kind of been the theme the last few years, really. They've since they went up in 2018, they had a really good summer and sign. You know, Raúl Jiménez, Jamatinho, Rui Patricio, Dendonka, Johnny Otto, and Traoré. I think that summer. Um, but they haven't really strengthened the starting eleven since. Uh, the squad's probably better than it was last year. Um, but still, they've had injuries recently. They've got a few injuries at the moment, and and it's really taken its toll. The bench they named on um, on Wednesday against Burnley, you know, there was no outfield player on it over the age of 21. So um, they've got real squad depth issues um, that haven't been cleared up this summer. And um, it's a case now over winter. Bruno said himself at his press today that you know can the squad cope with the hectic schedule because I think there's seven or eight games this month. Yeah, it's going to be very difficult for you. And um, we'll move on to personnel shortly. But you mentioned their very nice phrase, actually, Nuno to Bruno. How mm. is Bruno's side different then? What are the, you know, changes team-wise? Yeah, they're really good to watch now. Um, at times, some of the home games especially, they've not been that good away from home. But the, the home games, I think back to the start of the season against uh, Tottenham and Man U, they were brilliant. Should have won both games comfortably. Um, 
they were robbed against Man U, to be honest. The goal that Man U scored was a joke. Um, but uh, they've they've started picking up points. They've won three of the last four home games. They've not not conceded uh, in the last three games. Well, so they're quite solid. One of the best defenses in the league still, which is a is a more of a Nuno trait, to be honest. They're still at the same system, three four three. Uh, the defense is basically the same, uh, but the way they play is so much better now. You know the the passages of play and uh, the phases of play they've been working on are really good. The path, the way they work through the thirds uh, into the forward players and Wolves always hard. You know when they're at the best, it was Adama on the right and Jota on the left. Um, Jota probably more as inside forward and and Adama more as a natural winger, but Adama's playing more on the inside now, which is what Bruno wants. And um, they've got Trincao, who's a really eloquent more of an elegant football and very, very different to what they've got. Uh, and obviously, Huang is seen as the replacement for Jota now, which they're finally able to get. And they've got Pedence. They've got such an array of forwards. Um, they're great to watch when they're on it. And the last few home games, West Ham, they're fantastic. Um, completely outplayed a team that had just beaten Liverpool. Um, and Everton, before that, they completely outplayed them really good. And Newcastle as well, they, you know, they, they were top against them. So, um, they can be really good at home and play good football. So I'll be interested how they approach it because obviously Liverpool will again expect to have most of the ball. Yeah, um, obviously you touched on Huangi Chan now. I'm sure Liverpool fans will mm. definitely be aware of who he is after our game against Salzburg. He's really been impressive this season, hasn't he? Do you hope he makes his stay permanent? Yeah, um, Bruno's been asked about him multiple times and he keeps saying that he wants it to become a permanent deal. They've got the option signed permanently uh, for 14 million. So uh, you'd think that they would uh, they would take that up. Uh, Bruno definitely wants it to happen. The fans want it to happen. So hopefully uh, the owners do too. Um, he's been really good, to be honest. He's uh, Traore started this season as the, the left forward um, and was getting the chances, getting into great goal-scoring positions, but not taking them. And since Wangs came in, he's got in the same positions, but obviously the difference is he's a great finisher and he's taking the chances. Um, he doesn't do an awful lot apart from score goals at the moment. Um, he's probably the least effective of the Wolves wingers in terms of, you know, in possession. But um, no one can argue with his goal-scoring record. The way he gets into positions and moves around him and as he's brilliant. So he'll be a threat. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a really good player. And for 14 million, uh, that could prove to become a, a really, really good sign as well. Behind Enemy Lines on the Blood Red Channel. One of the many Wolves players that were undoubtedly being linked within the new transfer window, I'm sure you'll be frustrated here, but that's again on Adama Traore, he'll probably play on the other side. What's he been like this year? Because he's not quite had the contributions for his normal standards, has he? Yeah, so first three games, Adama played on the left and he was, you know, sensational, to be honest. Against Spurs, the first 45 minutes was an absolute joke. He was, he had three players marking him, he was just bouncing around and bouncing off them. And um, there was one one point where I think three of them just kind of held him. And he was laughing like I've never seen a football player just laugh on the field. It was, it was brilliant. But again, Wolves didn't win the game, and uh, Troyer had a chance second half, a one on one, and he missed it. So I think that's the issue Bruno's had with him in that he's playing him and he's doing brilliantly. Uh, he's creating some chances as well, to be honest. But when he gets into the goal scoring positions, he's not taking the chances. There was one against Burnley in the week. Uh, you know, he ran from inside his own half. Um, could have he got one on the last defender. Could have slid him and his into his left. Ignored him. Went alone. Uh, smashed a shot off the inside of the crossbar and he went out. So um, it's just a case of he's got to start kind of contributing numbers really to this team because, you know, Bruno's replaced him with Huang purely because Huang will, will provide numbers. So um, I'm not sure whether he'll start, to be honest, because there is Trencao who Bruno really likes, who could come into the team. He plays a lot of the home games. Um, so 
it's an interesting one. But to be fair, Bruno has said today again that he was happy with Troy Ray's performance against Burnley. So you'd think he'd, he'd start. I mean, against Liverpool as well, um, Troy Ray has always seemed to, seemed to have done well. So um, I expect he'll start as part of the front three. Uh, unless then again, I've got it on mind now that potentially Bruno might play a three-man midfield. He did against Villa uh, a couple of months ago. So... I don't know, you can't really guess him, but I, I, my guess would be a 3-4-3 with Troll Ray, Wang and Jimenez as front three. Well, you've led me very nicely into my next question about Raul Jimenez. How mm. crucial has it been since his return from injury? Massively. First first few games, Wolves were playing well, but Jimenez wasn't doing that well. Uh, it was still kind of obviously a few TV issues. He was missing chances, particularly heady chances, uh, which I know there's obviously going to be a big thing about Jimenez heading the ball again. It looked like he was having a few issues with the, the head guard. Uh, he hasn't scored a header yet, so I'm sure that'll come. Um, but you know, the last since he got the first goal at Southampton, um, he's been fantastic to be honest. Uh, five goal contributions in nine games since then. Um, he just looks a complete player. And you know what? In some of the games, I think he's probably looked better than he did before the injury. So, um, he, yeah, he looks uh, top notch again against West Ham. The goal he scored was brilliant, and he's been nominated for the goal of the month. So, um, yeah, he, he looks really good again and again. Before the injury, I thought he was one of the most complete number nines in Europe. And again, now I think he's probably up there for the most complete number nine in the Premier League. Yeah, well, Jürgen Klopp, I learned a lot of praise from today in his press conference and it is good to see him back playing. But um, I'd also like to touch on Trinkau as well. You mentioned there a winger that some people might not know about. Tell us a bit about him and his style of play. Yeah, so they signed him from Barcelona in the summer. Um, he, before that, he'd been at Braga. Uh, a left-footed winger who likes to play kind of in the inside right position. Um, when he's on the left, he's completely ineffective. So um, if he plays, it will be in the inside right position. He's uh, very different. He's not He's not slow. He's fast over the first five, ten yards, but his game is mainly about kind of coming inside and, and threading passes through and trying to kind of find those cute through balls, playing in between the lines. Bruno really likes him. He's kind of um, the perfect Bruno player in a way, perfect Bruno winger. He likes his wingers to play on the inside. Um, and Trincao suits that perfect. They've got a 26 million option to buy him from Barcelona next summer. Uh, but there are some talk some talk in Spain that, that Barcelona wants to take him back and cancel it. That would obviously be up to Wolves and Trincao that happens. But um, when he's on it, he's great to watch. Um, but again, it's like Troyer anyway. He hasn't um, he hasn't got the, the numbers. He hasn't got the goals or the assists. And to be fair, Trincao has missed some sitters as well. So they both have. Um, and no one's really nailed down that right side position. Um, Pedenz who has had COVID the last couple of games, um, he could also come into the thinking because I think he's going to be back. I think his isolation ends today, so on Friday, so he could play tomorrow. But again, he won't have trained with the team, so whether he starts, another matter. But he just got into the team against West Ham, um, having, you know, be on the bench most of the season, played really well, set up the winning goal, and then obviously got COVID and missed the next two games, so he lost his place in the team. But... Um, he's another one. They've got a, a lot of options in those wide forward positions. Obviously, Pedro Neto, who uh, I think Liverpool fans have been a bit obsessed in the past. Um, <laughs> he, he's been injured for this season as well. So, again, another wide option to come back. So, they've got a lot of options in those positions. Those positions. And I think Wolves fans wish they had those options in central midfield and in, in, in central defence. Well, of course, we all won't forget Pedro Neto. You touched on the injuries there. What other injuries are there in the Wolves squad and who can we expect not to see? Yeah, so Marcel has got COVID, uh, but he wasn't in the starting level in the last few weeks anyway. He's had injury problems too. Um, Pedence, as I said, uh, he's out of isolation today, so probably expect him to be in the squad, hopefully. Um, and there's four injuries, uh, three long-term. Yersa Mascara, Colombian centre-back. 
Johnny Otto and obviously Neto. Uh, the last two have got knee injuries. They've been out for quite a while. And uh, Willie Bolly's also out now as well. So Wolves are very thin on the ground at the back. Um, they've only got three fit centre-backs for three positions. So um, any injuries in those positions would be a bit of a disaster. So, But the, the three have done well. So hopefully you know they can keep keeping clean sheets and get results. But yeah, those are the injury issues. So I think Wolves could be without five five players, five or six players. Uh, so it's not ideal, but what can you do? Of course, one of those three at the back will be Scouser and former Liverpool player Connor Cody. Mm. How crucial has he been to your defence this season? You know what? I thought Cody was really poor towards in the last season. And I thought he was lucky to get in the uh, in the England squad over the summer. Um, I think he's probably there more on um, on kind of the standing and, and, you know, his leadership qualities in the dressing room as they as they highlighted over the summer, Steve Holland and Gareth Southgate. But um, this season has been really good, to be honest, back to kind of his best. And um, he's been outshone by Max Kilman next to him. At times, Kilman's been phenomenal. But um, Cody looks really, really good and he's only quietly having a very good season. Again, looks confident. Um, against Burnley, he was really good, actually, on, on Wednesday. He's, uh, he's playing some of the best football in his Wolves career, which, again, can be said for a lot of the Wolves players. I think I can't think of many players that Bruno hasn't improved, to be honest, this season. Um, they're kind of really stretching themselves like that. So, Cody is is having a, a solid season. And um, there were doubts whether he'd be in the start 11, to be honest, in the summer if Bruno got the players he wanted. Um but he's, he's kind of, Bruno's kept the back three and Cody's obviously pivotal to that and he's having a great season. So what is the aim for Wolves this season? You know, is it to win a trophy, to get back into European competition? What would you see as progress? It's definitely getting back into Europe. A lot of the players have talked about it already. Wolves had those two seasons where they finished seventh straight after coming up. Uh, in the second season, they played Europa League football um, after finishing seventh. And that is, that is the end, got to be the aim. Whether they can do it, I'm not so sure because there are a lot of stronger teams and Wolves, as I said before, have, in terms of transfers, their start 11 has sat still for, for three years. They've not signed players in the position they need to. Um, they didn't listen to Bruno in the summer when he said he wanted players and didn't get them. Uh, Bruno is already kind of ramping it up and putting pressure on the owners and saying that he wants, um, you know, one or two quality additions in January and he doesn't want to lose any players, which you know is is probably a lot, to, a bit too much to ask for uh, with Wolves owners focusing at the moment. But um, yeah, if they if they could have got two players, I would definitely have said they'd be a contender for Europe. I think they can beat anyone in this league, um, probably outside the top three. Um, but I don't know; it, it's tough to say. Top top seven is definitely yeah. If you can get set into Europe, Europa League or the Conference League and finish finishing seventh or eighth, that'd be great. But um, I think a lot of Wolves fans want a cup, a cup run in the FA Cup, to be honest, and that would be a good thing for Bruno to go after. Uh, there was the thing last season where um, Wolves got into the quarterfinals uh, against Southampton. Uh, sorry, into the last six inning against Southampton. And we're guaranteed kind of an easy passage through to the, the semi-finals, but Nuno, you know, completely threw it and put out a weakened team. So, And they lost 2-0. And then they went to Southampton three days later in the league and he put the players back in. They won 2-1. <laughs> So that, that didn't go down well. So I think a cup run um, and, you know, finishing top eight, I think would be a really good achievement. I think top 10 would be a decent achievement based on the squad walls have got and the lack of depth. Well, mentioning that, I think from outside perspective, I think we're in better hands with Bruno than Nuno in that sense. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you for joining me, Alex. I've got one last question, which of course is a score prediction, if you wouldn't mind. Mm, I haven't even thought about this. Um, I'll go 1-1. Uh, Wolves haven't had many draws, but I'll go 1-1 with Adama Traore to break his duck finally.
Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm confident with our form. I'm, you know, I think we'll leave no stone unturned. I think we've changed since the Brighton and West Ham game, so I think we're going to see a three-one win. I think, I think, I think you'll get a goal. Um, yeah, well, of course, wait and see what happens, and uh, you can keep up to date with all the action across the Liverpool Echo website, social media accounts, and the Blood Red channel, of course. Thank you so much, everyone, for watching, and for myself, Patrick Smith, and Alex Dickin. Goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Behind Enemy Lines podcast on the Blood Red channel.